You are listening to the Cheetah Culture USA show, the only news and podcast in English about AS Cheetadella. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Cheetah Culture USA show, episode number 89, coming to you on a Thursday, July 13th. Uh, a week after my last podcast, where we were talking about the transfer market and other stuff regarding Cheetadella's new season. But today we have very two very special guests. We I was on their podcast actually two two times last season from La Lanterna, from uh, Genoa fans in North America, one from New York, one from Canada. Please welcome Fabrizio from Genoa Club Toronto. And, hey Jake, <laughs> and Matt uh, from New York, a Genoa fan co-host on the La Lanterna podcast. Yeah, thank you so much, Jake. Really excited to be on the pod. Yeah, guys, this is gonna be uh this is gonna be a blast. <laughs> so um yeah, let, let's uh further ado, let's get right into it. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CheatCupUSA and visit our website at cheatcupusa.com for more information, news, articles, all that good stuff about Cheatdella. So, um guys, how how are you guys going? Um how's how's the day been? Well, I I guess I'll start, right? Um we we definitely have had a ride uh not only hosting our podcast during the city of b season for anybody that has listened to us if you have a chance just do a search i'm sorry i'm doing a small advertising here but it's a mm -hmm. antenna podcast on, yeah 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 on, absolutely on any on any uh of uh, of your podcast of your preference anyways but um it was we started the year before that when like we were at the tail end of the city house season where we got relegated, we got to the chance uh, to, to get to, to, to live the city of B after many, many years. And I can, I, I, I feel comfortable to say that Matt and I have felt wonderfully welcome by the family of city B which uh, personally, uh, I think we can both say that it was wonderful, the welcome, and, and, and such a great experience overall. So obviously, we're super happy to, to go back only one year, as our president has said, to go back to Serie A. We didn't win the championship, but that doesn't matter because it was a super, I guess, uh, outcome from, from, from Grosso, which was unexpected. I remember even speaking with you, Jake, since the beginning of the season when we were trying to understand what was the outcome or what could have happened, and nobody ever would have um, thought that the Frosina would have done anything. Yeah. I don't know if you want to add anything to that one, Matt, but... No, I mean, I think it's... Obviously, it's it's a great feeling. It's after many, many seasons of us just struggling to stay up into Serie A and, of course, finally going down... The season before last, every season kind of felt a little bit like a failure. And this is one of the first ones in a while that for us, we were fortunate enough to feel really good about and triumphant about. And now, of course, as may be typical for Genuano and most Calcio fans, the nerves set again in again as we're looking towards Serie A and thinking about what's happening. But, you know, let's enjoy this moment while we have it for a second. I think, as you mentioned so well, it was wonderful, honestly, just to get to really connect with so many true, true Calcio fans this season and to, you know, just build relationships, watch games with these people, Jake, definitely you included, and understanding a bit more about um, what it really means to follow Italian football. So um, we were fortunate in that way, for sure. I think you have to say that. We had to rely on them as well. So we can only thank you, Jake, and the likes of yous uh, for, for, for our journey. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a, a one crazy season. I mean, that's how it is always in Serie B. But, you know, before the season, we were saying that, you know, it's going to be one hectic championship. I mean, you had the likes of Genoa, uh, you got Palermo coming up, Bari, uh, Parma. Um, you got just all those teams, good teams and good fan bases that were coming into this league. And, you know, Genoa, even though the road was, I think, a little bit, um let's like not so straightforward as maybe you guys wanted uh, more uh you know just kind of holding on that second place for throughout the season just kind of holding the people um uh, the teams below just it maybe it was a little like less comfortable as you say for you guys I'm, I'm sure 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think the beginning part was always, <clears throat> there was this moment that Fabri and I were talking about at the beginning of the season where, you know, if anything happens, please, let's just not let us start this season terribly because we, <laughs> Fabri knows much better than I can even say, like, we're worried a little bit about the Marasi can be our best friend or maybe our worst enemy, depending on exactly what's going on. Um, and the beginning part of the season, we were okay. You know, it wasn't horrendous, but it definitely wasn't as smooth as maybe we were hoping to see, not to say that we were taking in, you know, opponents for granted or anything like that, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, it was a battle. I, I remember, um, you know, the beginning of the season, uh, Genoa didn't, they were in the, the top half of the table, but they weren't, right. you know, flying like maybe Frosinone were, where they right. just kind of sailed that first place the whole season. You know, I, I remember even us, Cittadella, beat you guys at the Marassi in yeah. December. And I think that, remind me, that's the, that was the last game under Blessing. I think that was, that was definitely the turnaround. Absolutely. Yeah. That was like the last draw, the last drop, whatever you want to call it where it was in the air, but obviously that was some sort of the momentum, the, mo the moment that it had to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, so, so now second place, you, you're in Serie A um, after just one season. So uh, let me ask you this. So how are, what are the current mood, like expectation wise um, for you guys? Uh, either one of you could start, but like, I think, I, I I would uh, assume that the survival is obviously the objective, the first goal. Yeah, survival, definitely the objective. It's It's been interesting. I mean, I don't know if every of you feel this way, but like there have been some comments. I can't remember. Uh, forgive me for not remembering this, if it was coming from like the executive level, like Zangrilo style or actually coming, um, coming from the manager, but I think there have been some comments of being placed as high as mid-table and setting that as the expectation for next season, which I think, personally, it's fantastic that that's the goal and that's the thought. That, of course, as Genoa fans, it, for me, it feels a little bit ambitious. The very first season we're back in Serie A, ah, it's not impossible. Um, I think, basically, we mainly want to make sure we do a good account of ourselves, if, if, to say it maybe in an informal way. Keep the games competitive, play a good style like we've been playing this past season, ensure survival. I think for me, that's a, that's a successful season. I don't know, Fabri, if you feel any differently about it. No, yeah, to go back to what you were saying, it was definitely our CEO that was the first one to, to, to you know, vouch for the fact that the, the, the purpose, the, the, not the purpose, but I would say the, the goal for next year is mid-season all the way, to, sorry, mid-table all the way to safety. A, a safe safety essentially yeah um but um it, it's it, matt's right so it's the year just of um you know sustaining to be able uh, to sustain city and uh we still have a lot of debts that are coming from the, pr the previous ownership even though it's already a year and a half now that has been uh passed since Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, uh, it's still like uh, things that need to be taken in consideration that also makes the pocket to be a little bit smaller with respect to pulling out uh, cash and, and whatnot, even though the goal is to, to be self-sustainable in order to, to, to you know, uh, fetch for talent around the world, uh, for that matter, and, mm -hmm. and or from the youth perspective and investments around there. So it, it'll be a long-term, mid to long-term project. So just need to be patient. And we're not that, uh, that side of, of, a, of a club that has to go all the way up to the top from the immediate get-go. But, um, you know, whenever and whatever that might happen, it'll take some time. Yeah, yeah. So I was, so like this season and while we were in Serie B, just looking up on the table in Serie A, Usually you would say like 40 points is guaranteed safety, but I personally think that's, it's kind of been going in like in a downward trend because yeah. you could probably get 35 points and still be safe. I mean, you saw it this year with, um, you know, Spezia and Verona. Uh, I think they were on 31 points at 30. I think you're right. So, something. So, so, I mean, I think the, the bar is definitely uh, lowering a bit and I don't think that's going to change. Year. Well, no, you have a good point uh, in saying that as 
I mean, you have more expertise around it, and, and I'm not saying that a negative perspective with respect to how City B has been so competitive and or even, even you and I had spoken for the fact of uh, even the safety uh, area for City B has drastically changed uh, compared to the previous year, so it, it got way higher. Yeah, the competitiveness, place. yeah, yeah. Right, while for City A, ah, from a different perspective, that gap from the top uh, forget about the six sisters, which are always quote unquote untouchable, which is not a nice thing to say in a way, but you get your mid table that is like comfortably there. Mm -hmm. But that gap from that mid, uh, you know, uh, teams all the way to the bottom and the few we just mentioned was humongous to the point of ridiculousness to the fact of why are they even in city out. Well, it's exactly as Jake was saying, you know, it's you, you see nowadays and we've experienced this too. I mean, even I think the season before that, Genoa were I, I'm 90% sure we were below 40 points. Obviously, we went down, um, but we were within a shot of survival with two or three games left still with that with that point haul. And that's exactly what it is, unfortunately, is you've got the top of the table and you have the bottom of the table and you've got some stuff in between there, but there's really not as much parody and, and that's definitely something that I think from the Serie B season and we were kind of forewarned you know um, but the competitiveness throughout the division I, it's something that was really exciting you know week on week any result could happen and you'd see all sorts of things happen and you know for us in the U.S. we could flip back and forth between the games and see what was going on there's usually a lot of drama it's not to say there won't be that in Serie A but it's a little different. It's it's definitely more top heavy of a league than yeah yeah yeah, and, and just like the the survival race, just for Cittadella being in it. I mean, we were yeah. at uh, we were at uh, what was it like forty two points in on the last day, and we were still not guaranteed. While exactly. in, Ser in Serie A, you could be like thirty five points, and, and you're safe. Yeah, yeah, and I I think it's I'd actually I'd really love to see. Serie A go to 18 teams I think it would make the league a lot more better yeah. and I, I think it's really good for just Italian football in general just to get just more competitiveness just better um better quality I think in the league and it, it'll it'll trickle down to Serie B too because the level will just increase in Serie B and then so forth let yeah. me actually jump into that if you don't mind Jake what's going on with all these back and forth team coming up not coming up uh jumping down not jumping down what's going on i mean uh, with, I with know, regina, regina That's one. oh man yeah i i talked about this on the last podcast um the the last one that i did last week the just this whole situation is just ridiculous i mean i mean i i'm really happy that Leko was was mm -hmm. uh readmitted because they weren't admitted because they had a stadium issue and only had two days to get that situation sorted. That would have been just ridiculous and just an absolute disgrace. Yeah. Uh, with with Regina's case, you know, look, they had taxes that were due. I didn't. I don't really know the full details about it, but in my opinion, I think if there's one team that should, if Regina were to get excluded, I think it should be Foggia, which lost the final because. You don't you don't reward the relegated team that lost the relegation playout and Perugia who got directly relegated on the field. So, yeah. Do big you guys have any big, <laughs> this is big just feelings on that one? Because essentially, how the the the, the regulation works is uh, Regina knock on wood for them that they don't get admitted. They were in Serie B, so you only look at who is the next one that was in Serie B to stay rather than promoting an extra one from the lower league, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in this case, it would be Brescia, which Indeed. lost the, the playoff final. I think they were, um, yeah, they were in 16th place. So, yeah, yeah it's been uh, it's been just a crazy, crazy case. It, it's it's actually jeopardizing the, the start of the league because the, right. the league is supposed to start, Serie B is supposed to start August 19th through that weekend. But the case is probably going to go into the summer and take the oh, final final. Are you 30? saying that there is not a team called X in City B? Oh, th there is. There is. So the, the, <laughs> the, the draw was two days ago on Tuesday, and they had an X as 
presumably Regina or Brescia or whoever <laughs> is going to get thrown into there. So that that's that's very interesting. But interesting also that Lecco is supposed to be playing in Padova, which is, mm. as you know, only like 40 minutes away from Cittadella. So it's kind of a interesting case there. But yeah, like to, like to like you said with Regina's case, I I think it's just this is just all ridiculous. And there's also talks of it being expanded to 21 teams for this mm. for this championship. Oh wow. Yeah, re-emitting both Brescia and Regina. I don't know how true that is. So. Yeah, that's yeah. an interesting one. Well, by, by the rumors that I've been hearing is that the re, the recourse that they're trying to to make is highly likely that will be accepted. But I, you know, until it's actually happening, it's hard to tell. Yeah, um, and and Lecco might not be done yet because Perugia is also um, filing a a an, an appeal for. Uh, Lecco and their decision to be readmitted because they they thought they 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 wrote in like the press release that it was like laughable and um, that they were readmitted. So while I don't it's, know, it's sad to see Perugia go down because it's our fellow Grifoni, uh, the only other ones that have a gri- Grifone right as a symbol. But truthfully, is their 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 appeal or whatnot? It's I don't have I don't think it has any foundation. And they also have a. A match fixing scandal going on in their last game against uh, Benevento. Um, that, that I believe is still going on. So who knows what's going to happen? What a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mess. And yes. Yeah, so speaking of a little bit about the, the calendar, as you know, um, Cittadella's calendar was released. Uh, j- just we probably have the toughest start, in my opinion, because let me read you the. The, the schedule that the first opening games is Reggiana at home, Parma away, uh, Bari away, Venezia at home, and then Sampdoria away. Well, that's Marassi. easy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, like that's... Uh, I, I, do you guys have any thoughts about that? Because that's it's similar to last year. We've had a, we had a, quite a tough start, but and you got uh, Parma, Bari in there. Um, well, listen... The, the tough start, uh, we're having that to face that as well. Um, so, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, it's definitely, you know, it, it doesn't re- there's three ways to see it. You get the tough ones out and then you can continue. You get the tough ones in and it's tough to continue because you're like way below the rest or mm. no matter what you have to m- meet them all. So it doesn't really matter. So ultimately you know, just try to, f- the, 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 the philosophy is face them with the best that you can. Hopefully the positive around it, I think is the tough ones at the beginning. Maybe they're not fully ready, right. uh, not at their full capacity. So at least there's possibilities there. That's how I see it. Yeah. I mean, it, it is tough to have back-to-back away days at Parma and, and Bari to start the, the year. Um <laughs> We we had a tough-er or tough-ish start to the season last year, too, and there was some speculation exactly as Fabri had said, but I it seems a little harsh, honestly, on Cittadella. I mean, you're starting the season, yes, maybe it sets it up for a, a better, maybe like October or something like that, but... Um, yeah. I, it adds a lot of pressure to get off to the right start, like off the right yes. foot, right? Actually, right. let me jump jump in there, uh, Jake. Compared to last year, I'm not trying to, and I'm, I'm my um, type of approach here is not saying tell me which one is tougher compared to the one with Jin or without Jin. That's not what I'm trying to get at. But from your perspective, this year compared to last year, would you say it's about the same with respects to difficulty and a lot, amount of tough uh, teams that are all aiming to to go back up, or better or worse? Uh, you know, it's a hard one because I think regardless of the result, it, it it's going to be a difficult league and, um, you know, it's going to be very tight in the table as always. But I mean, I want to say this year, this upcoming year might be a little less just given the fact that, you know, Genoa has, has, has gone, um, you know, a lot of teams that we were expecting to pr- be fighting for promotion, like uh, Benevento, Spal. Um, presumably Brescia, but you never know there. Isn't that crazy? But, 
<laughs> that are that are going down and you know they yeah. were in Serie A like three years ago now right. they're going to Serie T which is incredible and yes so I mean it, it's going to be another difficult year you know you got the likes of Palermo which I think are going to be very good this year they're signing um, you know they just signed Roberto Insigne um, they're getting all these other attacking options up front as well so they're going to be Go- good Go that's one of them Goda, yeah, I'm surprised that he didn't stay at, at Genoa because it's not official yet. He is in the retreat, but rumors have it that he is going to stay in City B. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. But yeah, just kind of going back to that schedule thing. I mean, you guys open up on um, August 19th, as um, just like Cittadella, uh, against Fiorentina. Then you got Lazio away, Torino away. Napoli at home and then Lecce away. So first five games, do you guys think it's, I, from my perspective, I think it, it could be a lot worse. Like there could be a lot more difficult games, but in there's, you know, Napoli, Lazio, I think Fiorentina is going to be tough games as always. Well, you're going to have an opener of something that we haven't talked on our pod yet because we haven't really met yet in order to discuss this, but uh, so you're going to have some, you know, <laughs> uh, opening things that we haven't really uh, talked about. So it's a, uh, uh, it's, it's a tough one. Um, Fiorentina at home, uh, they are going to be ready uh, because of the fact that they are most likely, that's another uh, topic altogether with respect to uh, Juventus. Are they going to be playing in Europa or not? Most likely not, but so that means that they're going to go in conference as well. So if they're going in conference, they're going to start, have to start their preparation a lot earlier, which that's what they're doing already. And uh, so I'm expecting Fiorentina to be ready-ish anyways, more than the others. Now, the, 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 few, the three matches after that one, so two matches away, one at Roma against Lazio, one at Torino against Torino, with, uh, with we know very well... Um, uh, the Yurich side and and they have done a very well uh, campaign also last year uh, staying in the upper um, uh, mid table per se and then uh, the, the, the Neo Campioni of uh, Napoli even though it's in Genova uh, on the on match day four uh, that's another uh, super t- how can you predict that one other than the fact of trying to defend your own goal essentially even though a lot of has happened uh, since they're winning too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, and another thing to to remind us because both Serie A and for the first time ever, Serie B is doing an asymmetrical calendar. So mm-hmm. the first games are not aligned with the with the ending games. So Cittadella, I think, once again got a another tough, tough. Uh, tough run-in because they play Bari and Cremonese on the final two games. And just looking at for you guys, um, looks like in the last handful of games, I mean, uh, Fiorentina again, Lazio, Cairi, Milan, uh, Sassuolo, uh, Roma, and then Bologna at home, the final. So um, are you, are you particularly happy with that? Or would you rather, I mean, kind of two ways because, there's possibly some relegation opponents if you guys are fighting for that salvezza, like um, maybe Cagliari, um, Sassuolo, who knows, Bologna, I don't know. But um, yeah, what, what, tell me uh, what you guys think. I think kind of the general consensus has been the, the opening part of the fixture list may be a little tougher than ideal. Um, at, on the at other side of those first five games, we have... Roma, Udinese, Milan, Atalanta, um, which all are, will be interesting tests. And Salernitana, I think, are a club that we would want to try to be above of. But of course, they've been in in good enough form in Serie A recently. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's a good question. The end of the season fixture list is, I think, about as kind as we could expect it or want it to be. It's it's Serie A. It's still going to be a test. You know, we still have. You know, the 21st of April, we're playing Lazio, then Cagliari, then Milan, as you mentioned, Fiorentina before that, Rhone before that. But it gives us a chance. Um, it, it could look a lot different 
we might be saying something different, as you mentioned too, when we get towards the end of the season, if, if it is, you know, if we're looking pretty much neck and neck with Verona and Cagliari and in between those games, you're playing Lazio and Milan and Fiorentina. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'd be so happy about that, but it does kind of give us a bit of a, there are opportunities within those last several fixtures to hopefully get a decent result. Um, and I think it's about as kind as we could expect at the end. I don't know if every, if you feel a different way or, or how you think about it. No, well, no, I, I kind of agree with everything. Uh, obviously, at this point, it seems a little intimidating. Um, yeah, just yeah. Because it does. we haven't been there for a year. Now, to, to going back to what we said at the beginning, we just have to find our place. And that's what the meaning of this season is going to be all about. So just to see who yeah. we are. Uh, one good thing that I'm uh, agreeing with uh, with the new ownership is you haven't seen any major name that has left. Um, now, Quota is a different story. It's not because we want to see him go, but that's a different topic. We just mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, with respects to that is uh, these players have been now knowing each other for at least two, if not three years. So that gives that continuity, which I think um, that's what Frosinone and many other actually uh, larger teams have had uh, for a while. So they've uh, had that continuity. And I think that's what the key is. And that's what I think is going to be the focus around um, for us. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Matt, you brought up a good point, like in the beginning, because you might want to play the big teams because they haven't been in that, you know, that form. It might still be early to kind of to try to get to know each other but mm -hmm. at the same time it adds a lot of pressure to get off to the good start because you don't want to be you know four games in winless because that'll right. just add more pressure and actually looking at um you know kind of towards the the middle of your your picture list you know end of october to uh to november you guys got salernitana Cagliari, verona and frosinone and if you want to survive, I'm presumably you you gotta get gotta take some points from those. Opponents. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that that run is such a critical one because, and even a, a bit later, it's it's Empoli and Monza in in the upcoming fixtures. And before you turn around again, all of a sudden you're playing Juve and you're looking at some of these other teams. So it's it's um it'll be interesting to see how we think about this as well because I, I think. From a, from a tactical standpoint, like what Gilardino is going to be thinking about when we're going up against, obviously, when you're playing teams that you expect to maybe be in a potentially similar place, you're going to want to go for the victory. But how we're going to condition our teams to play in those moments where we're maybe not as much firepower as one of the bigger six, we've not had, we've not seen Gilardino in that position before and how he's going to manage that. Are we playing for points and trying to get three points when we really can otherwise we're being a little bit more conservative um i guess we saw a little bit of that with the Coppa Italia against roma that's probably our best example of, of how that could look like um which was not yeah. a bad match overall right no no they did well i mean i think i think actually it was one of the first times you started i remember at least seeing other italian journalists wake up and say oh dear it looks like he maybe knows what he's doing because they showed up in Coppa Italia and we lost the match, of course, but we lost it on a wonderful goal from Dybala. And what else can you say? I mean, it's Dybala. So um, it's well, really... Sorry, just yeah. to tie in what you just said is um, uh, Gilardino is also a uh, debut for him in Serie A. The, the, the only um, coach in, in Serie A right now to, to debut right now. So everyone else meaning has been there for a while, but not for... A debut. Debut, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. It's, it's, well, I mean, it's just, I just think this fixture list, not to keep droning on and on about it, but you have kind of these interesting games, like it's, you sort of have the Giordino Derby a little bit with him playing in Fiorentina and like the Fiorentina rumors for a while with the first game. Um, we have Torino in there, which there's kind of this fan appreciation. It's not an official Gimelagio or anything, but there's more of that. Um, yeah, I know, Fabri, sorry. I'm uh, <laughs> making fun of how you pronounce debut. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, inter intermixed with all this stuff, it's uh, it'll be interesting just to see how the team responds. It's not like we have players that have never really been in Serie A. In fact, most of our guys have. 
Um, but I, I do expect the feeling of this season is going to be a little bit different than Serie B for this team. And we'll just be curious to see how they respond to that. If it yeah. Anything. Yeah. Yeah. So um, before we get into a little bit of, I, I'm going to ask you guys just a very early prediction for where do you think um, Genoa or just kind of the Serie A table will fall. But before I want to get you to to predict a little bit about the Serie B, like who do you think, I know you might not be following it as much, but um, you have some early Serie B predictions, like who do you think is going to be the front runner? I, I know that you guys do not want to say that one team, but uh, <laughs> I, 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 think, I think they will be, up there trying to fight well well listen you and i had a, a, a small conversation not that with uh, matt we've never talked about it actually we've always been trying to avoid but at the same time thinking that we should be covering a little bit of these um um how do you want to call them i don't know some thought anyways um so just quick touch and and, and go about it but Going back to what we were talking about at Gina's situation, talking about Pordenone's situation, talking about uh, Siena and whatnot, it's quite interesting. And I don't know well enough, so forgive me for whoever's listening and if I'm quoting anything incorrectly, but uh, I know that they went through some negotiations in order to lower their debt uh, to the point of uh, coming to an agreement, but still with a heavy load of debt and so on. Uh, even to the point of some loans that were given to them during COVID has been extended miraculously only for them for an extra 10 years. So all this is my question to say, why? So when I hear some Doria fans that are crying and saying, oh, they have it against us and they have this and this and that, I'm like, well, look at actually what is happening, what has happened to the point of at least from the outside, seems that there has been, I'm not going to say favoritism, because it's not favoritism, but seems like there has been some protectionism around them, but um, which is okay. Maybe because they have been a Serie A, and Serie A has a very stronger, um, you know, the, the the league itself protection around the, the looks and feels of, of the league itself, not necessarily the team itself, but the league. Um, but okay, that's the small parenthesis. So um, I don't know, Matt, what do you think? I'll, I'll, I'll make you start with it, with your predictions with respect to City B. Well, the, the fixture, or excuse me, the, the table is, is really, really interesting as we kind of like alluded to earlier in terms of the, the team makeup in City B this season. I feel like there's maybe, maybe it seems on paper like the favorites are there, but I also kind of have this weird, feeling like there are a lot of dark horses looming around, maybe not necessarily to win promotion, but to make things really difficult. Um, if I had to pick a club, uh, maybe not terribly surprising, although it, probably not the, the front runner from, from previously, but I, I still really think Venezia could be very strong this season. Um, they had a very weird campaign last year. I think they were expected to do much, much better. We're in the relegation table as we or zone as we all know for a pretty good chunk of this season actually and they started yeah. kind of really turning it around um and i think you have confidence that at least they can score goals um a player that was briefly a general player haps is back with them um and offers a little bit of something interesting as well as from a, like a left back wing back position so on paulo up front too oh uh, paulo is amazing yeah <laughs> drinking scoring goals and drinking beers so <laughs> i love that um so i i think venezia would be my odds on um I, there are a lot of teams though that i think were in that i would mainly look at those teams in the promotional playoff bucket last season and and, and kind of circle those too now, what do you think yeah no mind you like Keep in mind, look at what happened to Benevento, which was one of the Embracia yeah, right. as well, right? Could but have gone. having said that, I would say at least in the top contenders for, for the playoffs, we definitely have body. I think there are chances for Catanzaro because they're coming stronghold around it. It could be the surprise like body and and. Uh, and uh, Sutiro, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, we definitely have um, Cremonese just because formerly Serie A, so they're a little bit stronger with our uh, friend Zio Ballardini. 
That's right. Uh, the secret agent, by the way. <laughs> so he's following Sampdoria in order to be still the secret agent. <laughs> um, it's an inside joke for the fact of being so, ha having stayed in Genoa, actually having coached the Genoa four times. And uh, he has almost a clean record against uh, playing against them. So that's hence the, the Matt, this is a Matt quote, uh, mm -hmm. our secret agent. Um, yeah. Then we definitely have Palermo, which was, uh, we saw it just like very close up to the tail end anyways. Yeah. Um, Parma, definitely. I think they're one of the strongest sides, in my opinion, together with the possibility of Venezia. Mm -hmm. um, Pisa was a disappointment last year, but the previous year to that, they've always kind of trying to, 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 to get there. Some Dorian Spezia, obviously, uh, it's hard for me to uh, to to mention or think that they are contenders just because of sympathy around not or non sympathy. But still, uh, some Doria and Spezia are former Serie A, so they obviously have a say uh, with at least within the top side. Uh, Ternana with uh, Ferrero <laughs> as a president. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. It's a, it's a, honestly, it's absolutely incredible. I, and just just in case anyone on the the Chita Calcio side is less familiar, so obviously Massimo Ferrero, uh, up until what like a month ago, was the owner chairman of Sampdoria, pretty much single handedly responsible for putting them in Serie B. Um, and so he's become all of a sudden uh, Saint Massimo for Genoa fans uh, at the tail end of, of his time. And, and now he's taking charge of Ternana, who are also kind of on our shit list, so to speak, <laughs> given their friend, friendly nature with Sampdoria, or, you know, we're not really very happy with Ternana. They, they play Genoa. each other on the first day. I, I was going to say. I was going to say, odds have it that they're going to be playing against each other match day one. Um, um, incredible. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of agree with you, Fabrizio. Like, I, I expect Parma to be the front runners again. I mean, are they really going to do it this year? Because last season we said this is the year. They, they failed the previous season. They did really, yeah. really bad. Uh, so, so, but now that they got uh, Partipilo, Coming from uh, Ternana, really good striker um, there. So I, I expect them this year. They probably are going to get it. Um, I, I think also the the teams coming down, so like Spezia, uh, Cremonese, and even Sampdoria. I think they're probably just given like the the cash that they have because they were in Serie A and just given that experience, those players, I think, kind of have some more advantage for. For my side, Cittadella, I mean, I don't, I don't know how confident I am really <laughs> because just because Guarini has extended his contract. Um, I, I just see it as may, maybe just another season of uh, just battling it out, just grinding till the end. I mean, as much as we don't want that to happen again, I, I think that's probably the most realistic because, you know, like I've been saying, uh, just as uh, as a club with the budget we have the the resources we have just saying in serie b is a miracle by itself so i think we should not take that for granted no that's true and and, and actually i can ask you the the other the, the predictions around um with respect to at least also towards the bottom i i'm hoping for Cittadella to to survive and do well because they have except for the last year they've always doing quite well enough even to the point of uh, playoffs at times and or edging playoffs so it's not that it's yeah. impossible mind you they were different seasons different um, you know uh, years with different type of teams but and these two years two years in a row are seem quite tough at least makes the league more interesting but makes it uh, to, to realities like uh, as you said for Chittadella a little bit more difficult because of also budgetary reasons yeah yeah so uh, with regards to the relegation I mean it's just so hard to predict because we could say last season I was saying Benevento was going to finish in playoff and they finished dead last. So that's how kind of unpredictable it is. I mean, I want to say Leco is probably going to be one of the favorites because just given that 
it's the first time in 50 years that they were promoted. They weren't, they were promoted in the playoffs as well, which is, um, you know, yeah. usually, uh, more difficult to stay up after, uh, for Alpi Salo also the first time coming, but you know, it's a funny thing because usually the, the group winner in Serici last year. So in this case would be Reggiana, uh, for Alpi Salo and Catanzaro. Mm-hmm. Usually the, the, those teams that win the group they they usually do very well and they survive comfortably um the, the no we, after we, you have a point there like we talked about city b not that i've ever covered uh city of chi but that's a total different ball game of competitiveness and how hard it is to come up you really have to catch that first spot because mm-hmm. then that beautiful from a spectator perspective of the playoffs for city chi is it's it, it's difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was going. It's just so many teams, and just it's brutal, you know. After a long season, so I I we'll see what Leco does in the the market now that they kind of have this case all settled, um, as well as Ferro Pisalo. Um, but you know, I I think Rajana and Catanzaro, I think they'll. Mm-hmm. I think they'll kind of finish. I, I don't. It, it's also too early to say because the market is not even halfway done um there's still a lot of changes and you know there's still a lot of pr- surprises but you know i i think um just already maybe, started the market yeah, right cosenza also um they're a team that's always predicted to finish relegation and they somehow always survive so um yeah we'll we'll definitely see but um yeah that's matt, matt do you have any do you have anything to say about that siri b <laughs> madness it's well, I think it's gonna be fun. Honestly, I'll probably tune in to hate watch Sampdoria. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. And I am, by the way, I I think Sampdoria will be mid table at best next season. And I know that that's a hot take, but look top to bottom with that lineup. I'm sorry, but as much as I love Pirlo as a player, um, I don't know what to say about him as a manager so far. And your best player is Manolo Gabbiadini. Like, give me a break. Come on. Like, what's this guy gonna do? Like, I don't know what's we'll see what well, and it's easy for me to hate on Sampdoria because of obvious reasons yeah. but it'll be it'll be interesting I think um I, I'm actually assimilated to you there's a lot of cool stories think seeing Reggiana back is kind of cool Catanzaro Leco um you know I I'm not necessarily like massive Palermo person but it is kind of good at least to see them coming back to former glory days um and and Bari I guess we kind of have to now all of a sudden be natural enemies against but similarly I think we've not really talked about them um they should be very competitive in this this campaign too they they really had a great campaign last season so I I kind of expect more of the same I mean even like the teams like Modena uh who played like genuinely like good football last season um I think you'll see a lot of that in Serie B and it it does feel very, um, very open, despite maybe seeming like there are some teams that have more of that heritage or not. Yeah. Right. And, oh, and not, another thing, uh, another team that kind of catches my attention where so, so far I, I don't really have high hopes for is Ternana because, I mean, they lost Partipilo, which is their, the top striker, and also Ditakio, which went to Sutiro. So, and they were, if you remember from last season, they were just, they were in free fall at the end of the season and only survived by, I think it was like three, two points and they uh-huh. finished just below, just above us. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens to them with their well, uh, new, new presidents. Some Massimo, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. but it, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I think it'll be another competitive, super competitive actually city B and it's going to be exciting to watch and hopefully more and more continues that way. Um, with respect to also like that very hard and tough topic with respects to the differences of, of um, money making compared to like your, your premier and your championship league on the side of the UK versus Italy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's um, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how the market comes about, but um, you, you kind of get a feeling that, you know, the, the teams that you expect are probably going to be doing better, but but you know we'll see, and um, you know just kind of moving along to to Serie A now. Um, for 
Genoa, I know we've already discussed that, you know, Salvezza, the safety is, is obviously the number one goal, but uh, just early, early, too, way too early predictions, um, possibly. Do you think, do you think, as of right now, do you think Genoa has enough to survive in, from like an unbiased standpoint? It's, it's hard to be unbiased, but um, <laughs> I, I think, yeah. I think right now, I'm just looking at the table based on what I've heard so far, based on confirmed or non-confirmed coaches, based on the early stages of the market, because we're only, what is it, a third, a quarter of the way? Mm-hmm. Um, right now, I'm going to start with the bottom. Um, I'm, I'm looking at, hopefully I'm not being overconfident around it, but definitely I'm looking at Empoli, definitely looking at Frosinone of candidates, of course. I'm not saying that they are the ones to go down. Lecce, um, uh, I don't know what's going to happen. The, the post Berlusconi for for monza that's mm-hmm. another question mark as well mm-hmm. um and and you know salernitana to matt's point has been doing well in the last couple of years well well enough in order not to be told at the at the relegation area um sassuolo has done a little bit crappy lately even though they've always been a comfortable mid-table but i i would say right now i see i don't know what you think about it matt but uh empoli uh frosinone maybe verona and lecce no, I think those are good clubs to kind of circle. Um, absolutely. But I, I guess like thinking more specifically about Genoa and like how we can play, it's it's tricky because for anyone watching Serie A next season, I think what you'll see that you probably have not come to expect from watching Genoa, at least from your memory in Serie A, is I expect us to still be pretty sound defensively, which I know we were in Serie B last season. We largely retained our defense um recent signing or really only confirmed signing so far is Aaron Martin who we're getting from Mainz um and provides really very much needed um creative ability from the left side as left wing back kind of left back type of a player um but where I'm a little bit nervous is you know going forward how exactly are we going to be put together there have been some rumors about Goodmanson which if nothing has been material, it's very much whispers and trade markets and other teams interested. And I would be surprised if we did sell. Um, we talked about the rumors of Coda departing, which I think is significant, honestly, as much as some Genoa fans maybe weren't as, I don't, I don't want to say he wasn't beloved in Genoa uh, or in Genova, I should say, but um, he was very much instrumental to our attacking play. And as we talked about, I think he led the team in assists last season. So you know, you have to replace that output. Um, I still think there's probably something to be desired from a wing type perspective, even though we don't always exactly play that type of a way. And even like a true, you know, some players are saying these days that the number 10 is being phased out of football, but we also are kind of lacking in that role as well. I mean, Goodmanson, I guess, is kind of the closest to that type of a position, but he doesn't really play centrally exactly in that in that manner. And so... Um, I think we need to strengthen a little bit more to feel better. I, right now, it feels like we're probably skirting the line with relegation with this team. I think we have very good defensive team. We have some interesting attacking players, but we don't really have, I don't think yet, that full squad that really feels like we can get the result. Um, and of course, plenty of time to be done in the transfer market. I, I know we are not kind of done with this squad as it is but that's where i would look the most to say what are we doing here also i think we do have to mention not to completely drone about this but in our midfield options we're looking at kevin strotman milan badel i love these guys they're amazing players but they are both many years on the wrong side of 30 years old and not exactly the paciest guys out there in, in Serie A. and so when you compare them to some of like, they're not going to be going one for one against Leao. He's going to be having the battle on the wing with our fullbacks, but those types of players and, and playing a role in the central part of the pitch, I think will be good. But we, I still feel like as central midfield heavy as we've been, we might need something different there as an option anyway, than the guys we typically are plugging in. Cause even Frendrup is, 
a younger player, um, they, they we've kind of talked before, they kind of have similar capabilities to a degree. I mean, Badel has a good playing forward. Strootman's maybe a bit more physical and has also technical skill. But um, I think we need some variability in the central part of the pitch too. I don't know. What do you think, Fabri? Well, no, you're absolutely right. Um, not not to forget that we also have Yagiello, but it's definitely yes, not another yeah, player. Yeah, a good player. Yeah, another player. And and Sturaro uh, has not been um, confirmed, so that means that he has uh, ended his his contract has ended. Right. Um, but there's one thing. So let me jump back to what I was saying. So when I was talking about the predictions and so on, that was think me thinking ahead with the possibilities of. Uh, uh, of the market that where where the ownership needs to go towards, um, also to the fact of um, they cannot make the mistake on the forward, and that's a key key player that they cannot make that mistake. So yes, you're right. In the midfield, at least we have confirmation of uh, players that are um, you know um, experienced well enough. But the, the key aspect, and 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 even uh, Jake, from his perspective, can can have a sentiment with respects to if you don't have that guy in the front that is scoring, who's going to make those goals? Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We uh, well, we kind of only had one guy last year, and that was Antonucci, who was kind of scoring all our goals. But uh, Crociata came in at, in the winter and kind of pulled us out of that scoring drought. But yeah, I I think. In Syria, I, I I'm a believer in when you get promoted, the the market's very obviously very important, but experience I think is is definitely the mm-hmm. a very important thing because yeah uh, even, even like Strutman might not be what he was a few years ago, but he could definitely add that experience that is needed um, to to support the midfield in in depth and that that could be really important because. I mean, you you saw Venezia just a a few years ago when they were promoted. They didn't really sign a lot of players that had a lot of that played a lot of Serie A games, and they ended up not doing well and getting relegated. So yep. I think getting the players, the right players, um, like for example, Monza last year, where they just, I mean, it, 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 I don't know if it's very fair because you know they have a lot of money and. You know, it's very persuasive for them to, you know, sign players, um, do just due to what they have. But I think just the signing the right players that know what the league is like, know how the league is run. I I think it's very important. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah. So that is, I I have high expect. I I I think I think you guys are gonna do it. I I think you guys will survive. I mean. Fingers crossed, but um, you know it's still early. I I just Agreed. I want to I want to see Genoa in Serie, a, you know, and we'll uh, hopefully I I I hope that um, if Cittadella does stay in Serie B, we'll still be able to go to the Marassi, but not to play Genoa to yeah for for another reason, you know. So yeah, you you have to help us to keep someone down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the, the the scenes in the the playoffs next year if we uh, come up against them. Oh uh, man, ninetieth minute goal from uh, Castrati on a header when he was coming <laughs> up for beautiful, love it, unbelievable. Put it in but, the loop. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. But um, yeah. So a little bit of uh, Chitanella news before we before we go here. Um, just this weekend is the unveiling of the new jersey, so we're going to be. On Sunday, we're all going to have the celebrating the 50 years of Cittadella at the Stadio Pier Cesare Tombolato. You could uh, sign up there. I believe there's uh, they're giving out tickets. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Gianluca Di Marzo is actually going to be oh, wow. there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. He's going to, I think he's going to be presenting. So hopefully nice. I, I have a, have a way to, to watch, but I, I'm very doubtful because, um, you know, Obviously, with the termination of Helbit's live, um, I need to find yes. a way. <laughs> that, I know you guys are lucky. You have Paramount Plus. You can watch every game. And now, I'm I'm lucky, or I'm not lucky here, because I need not to find us. a way. <laughs> for us, in well, Canada, it's a little bit different. We have Fubo TV, but oh, it's well, still, yeah, same but thing. Still, but yeah, 
It's that one is that was kind of a real bummer when that that news came through because we I mean Jake and I know real well how how convenient Helbitz was and I'm not sure who's going to pick up the rights for Saturday B but I really hope someone does soon. Yeah, I, well, I was I was heartbroken by that news because yeah I mean, they were the the savior Helbitz life. I mean actually that that's quite a sad thing. So apparently Helbiz just some context Helbiz uh, had uh, some down shortfall with respect to their payments and that's why they got terminated and Sadia B is going to be missing six million if I'm not mistaken because of that who's going to pick up the slack in Italy it's still the zone and and the sky but internationally that's a different story yeah yeah hopefully someone comes in and swoops up the the deal if not um, we're gonna have to find a way with the VPN or Mola TV uh yeah. still got some time there but um yeah so anyway yeah the the Serie B the official start of Cittadella's season is this weekend at the Stadio Pirchisari Tombolato new kits uh there's actually also a new song a new um wow new, new everything new, I, I just new, noticed new the new inno. yeah 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 new uh inno as they call it um so that, it'll be pretty interesting to cool and to find out about that and but, that yeah. and that's if i'm not mistaken it's still you you guys still have it right um the, as a jersey maker we have uh, herrera we have herrera but, yeah so no no that's me italian it's area but that's oh, oh, oh. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't get it at first but yeah that's all right that's all right same thing yeah yeah they're uh they're supposed to be making the kits um looking forward to it because you know um the granata colors i think they have a lot of potential, especially with the, the walls, Mura, the Cittadella. They have a lot of potential to make some really good kits, like they've always been doing. But Do you think uh, they're going to do like a commemorative, like a 50th edition on top of the home away and uh, third? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I hope so. I think, uh, you know, with the 50th, you know, obviously they, they changed the crest. So that's going to be the crest for now on. Um, it's, it's starting to grow on me. You know, I have, I don't mind it, but, um, you know, the... The classic one is obviously yeah. the, the old one, but these I, modernization of I mean it's not it's actually not that bad. It's not like a Juventus badge thing, but I oh, do kind of miss the details. new one is it's awful. <laughs> Did you see like the Nazi comparison thing, like all that? Uh, it's I don't know the their old badge was was clean too. I, I liked it. Yeah, but oh man, yeah, but, but our our badge is is is, is it, it's nice. You know, it, it could be a lot worse. You know. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, that is, that's kind of everything that uh, wanted to cover. Uh, do you guys have anything else to, to comment on or to comment Serie B, Serie A, Genoa stuff? Well, definitely, I have to def, we have to definitely thank you uh, yeah. for your uh, friendship and hospitality. I don't, it's not going to end here, obviously. Um, uh, we would like to have you at some point during the season anyways, um, uh, because it's just the right thing to do. And because we want to hear a little bit of what's happening down there. You are our eyes on those guys too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you yes. and many others for that matter, but nevertheless. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I was like, um, you know, I was looking for guests and I was like, I got to have La Lanterna on this podcast. You know, they invited me twice and, so yeah, it, it all worked out. And plus, you, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I, forgive me if I'm, if I'm saying this, but uh, now Genoa has become a little bit of like your second or third preferred team. Yeah, yeah, I, I'd say so because, you know, I, I think we discussed this one time that Sampdoria and Hellas Verona have a friendship with Gemma Lajo, mm-hmm. and you guys obviously rivals of Sampdoria and Cittadella does... I, from our fan perspective, we we don't have favored views towards Verona, Hellas Verona, not right. only at the playoff, but you know, just the both being in Veneto. So I, I think it's a very strong case for a Cittadella, Genoa, Gemma Lacho. That, like that, that's why not. <laughs> why Let's not? propose that. Happen. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, guys, tell you uh, tell the followers where they could find you at um, on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Um, so Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, La Chita, uh, sorry, um, it's a La Lanterna podcast, easy to uh, search and on all major um, 
podcast uh, servers out there, you can find that as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, obviously, uh, Genoa Club Toronto, that's where Fabrizio's at. Uh, Matt, your, um, do you want to say your Instagram handle? Yes. Or is, is it well, okay? um, you, anyone wants to follow my musing, which are usually just dumb personal things, it's mkillen42. <laughs> but I would, I would encourage folks also, if you're in New York or We've had this happen a couple of times where you have um, people traveling from Italy and coming to New York. Um, check out uh, Genoa Club New York because we we do try to meet up and watch games. We're going to try to get together um, for this first game back in Serie A. Um, and we've got our own little corner section of, of a footy bar here in the city that we're now famous for being the boisterous group in the corner making noise while the big <laughs> Bayern supporter groups and Manchester United supporter groups are sitting on pins and needles, watching their team play with uh, <laughs> quiet, quiet mouse running by and stuff like that. But yes, Genoa Club New York, come check us out. Um, and uh, if you want to see some random picks, probably of me being a goalkeeper at MKLM42. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go check them out at uh, Genoa <laughs> Club New York if you're looking for a place to watch Genoa here in uh, the Big Apple. But right. yeah, for, for me, uh, you could always, as always, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CheatCultureUSA and visit our website at CheatCultureUSA.com for more information, news, articles, transfer updates, all about Cheetadella. Uh, for that, for me, uh, from CheetaCultureUSA, you've been listening, you've been watching CheetaCultureUSA. Thank you so much for listening. And for from us at here at CheetaCultureUSA and La Lanterna podcast, as always, Forza Cheetah.